0: Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest sitting on our couch. We had a massive day of shooting video and hanging out in the dark and playing with cameras. That sounded really strange, but (laughs) that is what happened in here right before you showed up. You
1: know, one of my clients came in here one day after we had done a video shoot. Like, what are you
0: guys doing here?
1: Yeah, actually, I was just saying a redheaded Italian. She was a (laughs) redheaded Italian. Uh, She came in here and she she said, "What is going on in here? Zachaniri. It looks like you were filming a porno." And I was like, oh "Why is that God. where your mind goes?" That's <laughs> like, how old she is. She's yeah. got to be
0: up to. She's she got to be up in my age because kids these days don't call it porno. No, no.
1: <laughs> that's true. And actually, she is. She's about a year older right? than you because right? yeah. we
0: know it as porno. <laughs> yes, versus What's versus you? just porn. Just porn. Oh
1: yeah, right. Old folks wow. like me call it porno. Yeah, we're so old.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's the o on the end. It's that's the that's the part that matters.
1: Well, hey everyone, it's Amanda, and we were not filming porn here today. Um, Mark and I are still working on our new project, which we are have yet to announce, and we're not going to do it tonight. But uh, we were shooting a lot of video, a lot of guided meditation today, so I'm feeling really chill. I fell asleep sleepy. in the chair. I'm
0: not going to lie. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, you were totally asleep. Yeah. I KO'd. <laughs> I had headphones on just listening to <laughs> <laughs> Out Thank the God
1: you didn't actually snore. But yeah, we had a wonderful day of shooting video, and now we are recording with Michelle, the owner of Solace Massage Therapy in Markham, Ontario. So for those of you that are not from... The GTA. Uh she's just north of us. How long did it take yeah. you to get here? Fifteen minutes. Yeah. Straight, straight quick, up McCowan. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I'm just on Main Street.
2: Yep.
0: Main Street Markham.
2: Main Street Markham. Nice, Markham, I like Main street
0: Markham It's Very quaint. There used to be a bar around there. Oh man, the Duke of the Duke of something. The Duchess. The Duchess. Um, my, no, the Duchess is on Main, right? It's on Main. But street. The, there's a there's another. There was another bar there. I can't remember what it was called. It was the Duke of something. It was behind. You know where the. You know where the uh, the Dairy Queen is. The street, uh, like so. If I'm going, if I'm going east, there's Dairy Queen, and then yes. there's a street, and then that's uh, the Duchess. That's the Duchess. Yeah,
2: because it's right, but right across the street from me. That's how I tell people where my location uh, is when right they by say, the bar. "Oh, I don't." Know <laughs> where Center Street is. I'm like, you know the Duchess? I'm across the
0: street. I used to go to a bar there. I guess it was the Duchess yeah. all the time. Wild Tea and the Spirit used to used to host a jam night there. Oh, and, we used, right. and we used to go there, I think it was Tuesdays or Thursdays or something. I think nice. it was Tuesdays because down Midtown Toronto where Alley Cats used to be, oh, yeah. there was a bar called, I can't remember what it was called, but it wasn't Alley Cat. It was, it's, uh, oh man, but he also used to host a, a, a jam oh, nice. night there too on Tuesdays. It's nice. so Alley
1: cats even still, Alley Cats. Like I don't know bars anymore. That was on Young Street. Alley Cats. Yeah, Katz? Alley Cats yeah, yeah. on Young Street. Yeah.
0: This is this is when it was it was called Broadway Bob's. Broadway <laughs> Alley Cats. Before it was Alley Cats was Broadway Bob's. And while he used to host a, a jam night there on Tuesdays, my band we used to go and jam cool. there. And then they used to be at the Duchess on Thursdays, nice. and we used to go jam there. And the guy probably thought like, "Who are these little fucking nineteen year old kids <laughs> just following me all over the place, <laughs> begging to get on stage?" That's what well, That's what happens. Yeah.
1: Oh, nostalgia. Nice. We Gen just, Xers.
0: That's what we do. We yeah. live in nostalgia.
1: We do. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, true. M- our guest, Michelle, didn't even realize that you were right. a Gen Xer with her. She no. said, I don't understand social media and I'm not going to tell her age today, because <laughs> I'm blank. And I said, you're younger than Mark. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're in the same era.
1: Yeah. Same you're in, era. You're in the same. Well, anyway, let's, let's get going. So Michelle and Mark had some conversations over social media. Michelle's listened to our podcast before and Mark invited her to come in and speak. And so she came in today and I said, what's the topic? And she said, I don't know. And I'm like, perfect. Let's, <laughs> let's just get behind the mic and see there. Where it
0: goes. Yeah. I love not having a topic. It's not that I love not having a topic. I love not feeling like it's so scripted out because so, exactly. many, so many people come on and they're like, are you going to send me questions before? I'm like, no. 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 And I think they get really confused by that <laughs> because if you listen to a lot of other podcasts, like, you know, they, they've been prepped. These are the yeah. questions that we're going to ask and blah, 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 blah. Yep. And I don't like to do that at all.
1: No. I was on a podcast. I was invited by uh, Mindy Totten. So if you're listening, Mindy. Hi, Mindy. And uh, I, I love Mindy. She had me on, I don't know if it was a podcast or if it was one of her um, mini series that she was doing, but there was something that she invited me to speak on. And she sent me all the questions ahead of time. And not, not that that. That's a problem. But I felt when I was recording, I felt a little robotic yeah. at first. Eventually I relaxed into it and I, you know, I didn't did have you, to look at my prep. Did but... you,
0: because no one ever asked me to be on anything. So I don't, <laughs> I don't have this experience. Did you prep though? Did you like read these questions go, this is how I'm going to answer it. This is how... And so were you like sitting there waiting to go, okay, when is she going to ask me this one? Oh, there it is. Okay. I know my answer. Um,
1: I read the questions ahead of time. I didn't like write out my answers. I sort of, thought about it? I sort of had like, bullet points of things yeah. that I would talk about with each question because I knew what she was going to ask me beforehand. Right. And like I said, it kind of I feel like made me robotic whereas I feel like if she had just asked me I would have just flowed. Yeah. yeah. Would I you have spoken. answered
0: would you have answered the same, do you think? Or there would have been something different? I think
1: it probably would have been almost exactly the same. I mean, my, answer's my, answer's my answer is my answer is my answer, I hope, I think. <laughs> the only thing I
0: don't like is when I hear the host and it sounds like they're actually reading the question. Right. And that's when I'm like, ooh, that sounds really yeah. weird to me, but what do I know? Nothing. Yeah, that, can Nothing. Sound Nothing. A little,
1: <laughs> that can sound a little robotic for sure. Yeah. You can tell when somebody has um, either, like, already knows something about the person. So they're asking them a very leading question because they already know what the answer is going right. to be or if they've prepped this before. So Michelle, tell me about Solace. Yeah, <laughs>
2: like, exactly.
1: A little bit too robotic. So we don't know what we're going to talk about today, nope. which is completely fine. Do you, feel, do you feel weird about that?
2: Not at all. I actually, it's very refreshing. I think that's why we kind of connected on social media because right. as I was just saying before, I haven't done social media until the pandemic. And then once I had to shut down, I had no way of reaching people there was no takeout massage or massage to go like i didn't yeah, yeah, yeah. get on that so with some of the government grants i took advantage of that and got Might on well. social media and i was posting stuff and just engaging people nice. but i also got um a digital grants to do videos cool. so what you were saying about it being scripted i had to stand there and do about 10 different takes of me like mm-hmm. yay markham like just <laughs> silly, silly things but like, oh, the lighting wasn't good. Let's do that again. Yeah. I'm like, that's not me. Like, it's just, it's so contrived. Like when it, you it, say
0: that, I laugh in my head and I'm going to laugh out loud a little bit. Uh-huh. Aha! Yeah. Because I have a friend and he's a single guy. Okay. Cool. We were just joking about this the other day. He's a single guy and he posts a lot of pictures of him doing stuff, oh. but they're not selfies. Okay. So I imagine he sets up his camera. <laughs> he does yeah. whatever he does. He puts it on timer. does yeah. what he does and he takes the picture and then he goes, he looks, and he's like, Ooh, now nah, let's try yeah. that again. Yeah. And I can imagine oh. this going on for like 40 minutes. He has until- all the
2: bursts. <laughs> yeah. 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 Until and just, it's
0: just right. And I just feel like that's so sad. Just take a selfie, bro. Like I we know. all, we all know you live by yourself. There's no one holding no. that camera. No, you obviously <laughs> have it on timer. Just- take the selfie and anyway but I know whatever, what do I know Again, that's, there that's
1: his social media that's strategy social media. he posts photos of him living his regular life we've seen photos of him in his kitchen cooking of him doing workouts of him on
0: but that's the funny part it's one thing if I'm in the kitchen I just hold up my arm and I take yeah. a picture but I set it up somewhere yeah. and then I put it on timer yeah. and then you know it's not right the first take no. it's never right no. the first take
1: yeah Mark will show me a picture that he's done and I mean the picture will look good and he'll say how many takes do you think it took him to get this right <laughs> Absolutely. And see,
2: there was me starting social media <laughs> at my age, I'm forty something. Um, I would put the first picture up because I'm like, oh, that was so that was <laughs> fun and gitchy and, and look at me. And my daughters would just be mortified that I sent this out into the Instagram. Why course. don't you
0: why don't you start a whole hashtag strategy? I'm, hashtag first take. I should. <gasps> That's a great first idea. Yeah, I like that. Because
2: most of my
1: social media was first take until Hashtag ben. first take. <laughs> yeah. That's um actually something I've done quite intentionally most of my life though. Like yeah, even I mean, I've been on social media since like 2007 when it first became a thing because I was in university when Mm -hmm. Facebook came out where you had to have a university University, email to even be on Facebook. Like I was on Facebook before the world was allowed on Facebook. So when I would do photos, that's always kind of been my thing. And I think it started out as an insecurity thing, actually, (laughs) where... It would be like, I would take a picture and I would just post it as like, look at me. I don't care. Like, I, I'm okay with how I really look. I yeah. don't have to be all posed and whatever. So that's something I've Hashtag, always kind of no done. Filter. So yeah, I've no got filter, yeah. I've got so think, many yeah. photos on my Instagram, on my Facebook that are like first shot selfies where like, they're Perfect. not very flattering no. photos of me. My no. buddy,
0: he started this thing and I wish he kept it going. He just did it as a joke. Hashtag someone elsey. Oh yeah. <laughs> where he would just randomly go up to anyone and just go click, take a picture and then t- post it on his Instagram. Instagram, that's hashtag take, someone funny.
1: else-y. <laughs> I forgot about oh, that. Funny.
0: I wish he kept that going because wow. I feel like that could have been a thing. That,
2: that probably could have been. A <laughs> that thing. could have been a thing. Maybe yeah. it
0: is a thing, and he just stole it. I yeah. don't know. Maybe my
2: kids Although, hate when I do selfies. Oh yeah, know? oh they hate it. Why? Oh, that's just it's <laughs> cringy. <laughs> they're teenagers, they eighteen and fifteen. Like yeah.
0: How else yeah. is Mama supposed to get a picture of herself? I
2: know. They won't take it of me.
1: <laughs> there, uh, There's a couple of parent accounts I follow, and one of them has um, a hashtag that's proof of mom. Because you know how mom's always the person <laughs> behind the, the camera? Yeah. Right. We're never mom's on the vacation. Mom's always the one taking the photos. Yeah. So she, she, yeah. take, she gets her husband to take like candid pictures of her doing stuff with her kids that's when they're funny. out on day trips or on vacation, <laughs> and the hashtag is proof of mom. Yeah.
2: That makes sense. Makes sense.
0: It's like my my eldest now. Every time I get the camera, because now I've got a couple of these really nice ones. She's always like, are you documenting my life again? (laughs) Are you documenting my life? Don't
2: post me.
1: Don't post that.
0: Kids. Yes. Kids. Yeah.
1: Well, why don't we actually introduce Michelle That's to the world? Idea, yes. So I yeah. will let you introduce yourself. Tell sure. us how you got into massage therapy, how long you've been doing it, and your journey to becoming a clinic owner. Oh, wow. dun, dun, dun. Okay,
2: here we go. I've been an RMT thir- 22 years this year. Nice. I graduated Centennial College. I was the second graduating class when it became a community college. Mm-hmm. So actually the people who started our program Uh, started Sutherland Chan. So a couple of them left and came over and started the program and it was phenomenal at the college level. It was just such a great program. I had taken a program before rec leadership working with special needs and disabilities, graduated in that. That
0: was also at Centennial?
2: That was at Centennial as well. So then the massage therapy program was starting and I would see, you know, the the beautiful clinic and Mm -hmm. I'd go get a massage for whatever it was, $10, $15, talk to some people and I always liked healthcare, natural, natural, health. And uh, we at that point, so I graduated twenty years ago. I started 25 years ago. We had to have an interview um, and be selected for the program. So I think there were about 5,000 applicants in 80 spots. Oh, wow. So oh, I wow. was very lucky to get one of those spots. I think 35 of us finished after the three years. Because I don't know about you, I didn't think massage therapy was going to be that hard in uh, school. Yeah. And you, think... you were super young. I mean, I can do math. Yeah. Like you were you were
1: barely out of high school when you would have started. Like no, maybe... that was my
2: second program. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were. Yeah, so you went to high college
1: program, and then this was the second mm-hmm. college program. Yeah. Right, right, right. Second
2: college program. So I graduated probably when I was 24. Full on adult yeah, adulting yeah. and got a job right away. So I've been doing that for a very long time. I actually went back and taught at Centennial in the department for about six or seven years which was which was different it was yeah it was interesting i enjoyed it but as i got older the kids got younger and i just was getting more frustrated with uh just some of the ways things were being taught things were being handled so like what like what just the attitude of a lot of the kids Hmm. um i wanted to fail someone at one point and i don't think i was allowed to so just Stuff like that. But um Well Mark would understand that frustration. Like, I mean like, he was like, an instructor like the and...
0: school wouldn't let you do that? You're like this person doesn't This person have...
2: hasn't come. They they're they've got attitude. Gotcha. They're 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 not right for the face of our profession. Right. So I don't know.
0: Why are we hanging on to them?
2: Yeah. Point? I just I thought maybe they just should have stayed back or done it again. Give yeah. them another chance. Maybe right. they just need a little bit of maturing. Right. They need to cook a little bit longer. Yeah. What have you. Yeah. Um So then, yeah, graduated, started my own clinic with a chiropractor in North York. And I always had my on-site massage business. So that was... I actually made a lot of money doing the on-site business. I would yeah. go to different companies all over the GTA, um, and it was all mine. I wasn't giving a cut to anybody. So I had no overhead. So sur- when
0: you finished school yeah. and you started your, you started working with a chiropractor. Yeah, I rented space. You rented space. Yeah. That, was, that was their first job. That was my first job. That was your first yep. job. What made you decide to do that as your first job versus- I
2: wanted to work by myself. Okay. Yeah, I'm just someone who needs to, I think, be on my own, think for myself. I like the challenge. I wanted to set up my own clinic and have it my own way. Right. I marketed- did a, like I was writing newsletters, I was probably typing them and you know printing them off at Kinkos back in the day, right, right, right. mailing them out, going and you know meeting doctors, meeting people who could refer to me, uh, and then I moved to Markham and started working at the clinic that I now own. So that's been twenty-one years just on Main Street, and I still did the on-site business. So which, with
0: the with the on-site because Amanda yeah. used to do some of the on-site stuff, mm-hmm. but you didn't you didn't go get your own contracts. No, someone else did that. I, and you I just was kinda...
1: asked. So I have a very similar start as mm. you did, yeah, uh, Michelle. The you the <laughs> so my fir- my very first job was I rented space in a chiropractic oh, clinic. Okay. And one of the, uh, it was two chiropractors that owned this place. And one of them worked in the office with me. So okay. her and I were together every day see treating patients. Yeah. And the other one did on-site chiropractic care. Oh, and okay. one day she just said to me, would you consider, you know, dedicating one or two days a week mm-hmm. outside of our clinic and doing some work on site? And the pay the percentage to me was very high. Yeah of course she took a cut because she Mm -hmm. was setting everything up with HR, but it was high enough that it was worth me taking time out out of the the clinic. clinic Well it makes sense
0: that it's high too because You're You're rolling in there with everything. Everything.
1: Yep. Well, and a lot of the companies, maybe a table. Yeah. A lot of Mm -hmm. the companies, um, she had been doing Cairo there for so long. They had a dedicated room for me, they had a massage table. Like I only had to bring my linens and oil. Like it was, it was actually a really, really sweet gig. I did that for five years where I worked with them in the office and then I did the on site stuff. And I mean, you know, because you were taking 100%, one day going into a company where everybody has benefits. Yep. You were always fully booked with a wait list yep. because the the people were already there. Yeah. And you you walk- were walking into the building with the people. They didn't have to yeah. come to you. True. There was nothing stopping them. And if you had a last minute cancellation, you could call someone at their desk and 100%. say, You can come right now. Yep. I would walk out of their easily like six, 700 bucks at the end of the day. Like that's it was it. so
2: awesome. Yeah. And that's so, what I did a couple times. So how
0: did you score all those contracts?
2: I was Because someone's fortunate. listening
0: right now yeah. going, I want to fucking do that. Yes. How do I go well, about doing that? So
2: I was in my early twenties. I had a good group of friends. We were all in our early twenties starting jobs. A couple of my friends were older. They had their own company. When, back when all the tech companies were starting up, right? Do you remember that kind of yeah. big boom? So they were in California. They came back here we're all hanging out one night. They're like, you know what? We're just starting up. We have about 30 or 40 employees. Do you want to come once a week? Started going once a week. Started going twice a week. They ended up with 400 employees. I was there twice a week. I oh, wow. put a down payment on my house. Like I, I was putting that money aside, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paid paid my stuff down. Um, then after a couple of years... People started getting laid off and the crash happened, but then some of those people went to other companies. So I was going to BlackBerry. Remember BlackBerry? Yep. Yep. I had a BlackBerry. (laughs) Yeah. So I was going there. Somebody went to OLG. Somebody went to Hummingbird. So it was just kind of a trickle effect. And it really is who you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's not what you necessarily know. Mm-hmm. My hands are no better than your hands, right? Yeah. But it was, I was there at the right time. I kept connected. The networking and is such a huge part of it. Communicating. Every
1: time I was in a company. So for example, one of my last uh, places that I was at was an engineering company. Mm-hmm. And when I was sort of on my way out from there there was a lot of changes and restructuring happening within the company and there was somebody there that said hey I'm going to like you said another place would you consider at the time I was pregnant with my second child and Mm. getting out of that anyway and I was like no but I'll get you in contact with the person who got me here kind of thing and I was always getting offers like that like I would um, we got an offer you didn't want to do it with me I did it on my own but um, there was (laughs) an insurance company that wanted me to come in for like an employee appreciation day so the company themselves just paid me a flat rate for the day. I've done that too. It was generous. Yeah. And I was doing like 10 minute chair massages for the employees for the whole day. I'm like, I just made a lot of money. Yeah. To do not much work exactly, and it was just because somebody knew me from somewhere else, yep. and so it, yeah, it's all in who you know, It's who you know. And then once you get into that company, mm-hmm. that's it. Like you're in there, they're loyal, they're, they're loyal. loyal,
2: yeah, and they trust you, right? So it was. I made a really a lot of really good relationships through that, and I still see people on you know LinkedIn now is the right. where you go. So I have had people reach out obviously before the pandemic because there's no on-site right now, uh, but I was winding that down a couple years ago when I bought the clinic. I just didn't have, I didn't have the hands to go anymore, right. but I would hire some of my friends from massage school. We would do like bonspiels and tournaments for clients of mine that were like, Hey, would you come and do right. this, you know, event or come to my trade show? And will you, I'll pay you for the day and you set up your chair.
0: I feel like tech great. folk. And uh engineers are probably the same type of person. Yeah. Are they? Um, like, tell I, tell us what your similar. engineer people are like and tell us what your tech <laughs> people are like. And I don't know if I'd like to hang out with either.
1: I don't I don't want to offend any engineers no, right now. True. But um the group <laughs> of people I worked with Super, weird bunch, weird super bunch. kind.
2: Um, some of the most socially awkward humans that I've exactly, ever met in my entire yes, life. Yes, <laughs> yes. There were foosball tables and pool tables throughout the offices. It was that kind of vibe. Right, like right, it was right. a young, it was a young startup.
1: Yeah. They were they were
2: all super young. Some of them would be at the
1: office for sixteen plus hours a day. Like they were hardcore. and that's why the massage worked so well there. They didn't Mm want to leave for appointments. No. They'd come see me. They'd take, you know, forty five minutes to an hour to have a break, Mm -hmm. get a treatment, go right back to work.
2: Exactly. Exactly. But
1: yeah, they had a they had a gym in there and the mm-hmm. gym was right next to the massage room. So I would hear they would use it. They had a gym yeah. there. They had a little yoga studio. They had um pool tables. Yeah. All uh, the fun stuff. They lived there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice setup. Food was
2: brought in. Yeah. Oh it's yeah. Great. They
1: had like the uh a really like um they had like healthy vending machines
2: before it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Before it was cool. No, because I,
0: yeah. I was at a clinic oh, it was a long time ago. I was doing like super part time at a clinic and they were putting in a bid I did an engineering place. I had oh. an engineering firm. Yeah. And uh so we went we went there and I was like, This is great. Like they, yeah. they had they had their own like fucking like a uh, catering service that that's they have, awesome. so they were feeding them breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like we don't want, pe- we don't want people to leave.
2: No, no, we
0: want them to stay here as long as they want to stay here and be productive. We don't want- exactly.
2: Yeah, and that and that's what was great about those kind of companies bringing people like us in because they were progressive at yeah. that time. Yeah. There were some companies that just wouldn't even let me through the front door because so they were weird. just so corporate. Right. It, it just, you know, it wasn't. They wasn't in their frame of mind to have massage sure. or, you know, getting their employees relaxed. God forbid.
1: <laughs> One know? of the companies I I worked at had a wellness coordinator, and her only job was to find us, was to find <laughs> yep, yep, people wow. to come in and teach fitness classes during lunch hour, yep. teach yoga classes after work, someone to come in and do massage, someone to, you know, do lunch and learns well, about yeah. nutrition. Like, th- her only job was to make sure that all the employees were taken care of That's and that wellness was mm-hmm. a priority at the company. And I remember talking to her one day, and I was like, how do you get this job? Like, what are your credentials? How do I get your job? <laughs> You wouldn't want that job? No. I was much happier being the on-site therapist mm-hmm. because, like I said, I'd walk in in the morning. Everybody's happy to see Everyone's me. Everyone's happy to see you. I walk it? out in the evening and I was like, I just made like $600. Yep. Now I'm going to go home and spend it all. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: so how do you end up in a, in a clinic in Markham and then you're like, I'm going to buy this?
2: Okay. So my was my boyfriend at the time, he's now my husband of almost 20 years. We were looking for a place to live because we were renting in Toronto Rent was going through the roof. We're like, we could probably buy something and pay the same on a mortgage. Couldn't afford Toronto. Looked in Newmarket. We're like, "Eh, too far. Looked at Markham. We're like, okay, we'll go there for a year because it's farm country. We're not going to live there. And then we're going to go back. Oh, down town Mar- toronto markham was farm country markham, we bought our house it was a plot of dirt like it was nothing what it was just so built long ago was this? 2001 uh, yeah 2001 okay. i wish i bought two at the time <laughs> right <laughs> so bought that it got built got married got pregnant <laughs> a couple months later so life changed um and i was i had just started working at the clinic because uh colleague of mine worked there. I said, I kind of want to work close to home. I'm going to have a baby. Like I, you know, I've got to be the mom right now and not be driving into the city every day. Um, found a great clinic, Solace, where I work. And it was just such a Zen vibe. And it still is Like I haven't even changed much since I've bought it because it always ran like a co-op. So actually, some of the same, a few of us are, are originals. We have over a hundred years experience all put together because we're all dinosaurs now, but it works and I love it. So the owner was amazing. She was a lovely, lovely soul. Um didn't have a huge business mindset so i did a lot of the stuff on the side i got a website i started doing newsletters i was marketing and doing like learning activities and people coming in for classes and then when she was ready to retire she just approached me and said make me an offer and i did and i wrote her a check and i haven't seen her since how did you wow. just, how did you
0: decide what you were going to offer her
2: i sat down long and hard cuz she wanted a large. she wanted what she paid for it eight, 16 years before. So that wasn't going to happen. I just went in, I looked at all the equipment. I depreciated everything. Um, just because she paid a thousand dollars for a massage table, it's not worth that now, you know, so broke everything down. And the one thing that brought a lot of the cost down was I went through the gift certificate log and saw how many outstanding gift certificates I would be on the hook for. Mm. And it was about $3,000. So I chopped that off the top. So when she heard my number, she didn't like it. And she just f- said, okay, you're right. Because I showed her ever I don't think she thought I was going to do that. Right. Um, I got a lawyer to just check out any type of liens or, or loans against against the, the business. And uh, yeah, I wrote her a check. We have not seen her since. <laughs> she went and lived her best life somewhere else. Retired. Happy, I hear. So... And then I changed quite a few things like branding and I bought a laser machine. Like I kind of wanted to take it a bit more into a clinical right. setting. So we're not quite a spa and we're not quite a like stiff clinic. Yeah. It's it's sort of in between. It's very serene. You're still going to get the best treatment. Like we've got the pregnancy tables and the cushions and laser and we do cupping and all that stuff. So it's it's not just like it's not facials, it's not wraps. So so. how does this
0: go? She says, I'm going to sell my clinic. Mm -hmm. And then what is she offering up to anyone that works there first? Like anyone here? She came to me first. She came to me first. Yeah, she
2: knew I had made it known I was interested. And I was probably... Like not the most well, maybe the most capable, or the one willing to take the risk. Right. So because that's what well, it is, Michelle right? Was all, like already it's... helping
1: her, like behind the scenes yeah. run the business anyway. Yeah, right? I was. You were doing the marketing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you were the one that designed the website. Yeah, or the, website. The, website, the website.
2: I own, I owned the website. I owned the domain, so I n- made sure that was in my nice. in my name. Because yeah. I we knew, like I think. She knew I wanted to take it over. I knew she wanted me to take it over. So, I was kind of her exit strategy.
0: Was your family supportive of this? Or like, why oh, are you taking this no, on? No,
2: they were very supportive. My kids were older. Um, I don't know if I would have done it when they were younger. Hmm. So, I have, my oldest is 18 and 15. So, it's it's hard when you're a massage therapist and you have little kids because your hours don't necessarily match the school day right. or the activity time or the pickup time or You know, so, so yeah, our younger years were difficult Mm. and struggled because my husband has his own business too. And we were both just starting and then we've got these two kids and trying to pay the bills. And so, but yeah, when we get it. Yeah. (laughs) When it all happened, it happened at the right time. Right. So I did talk to my husband about it and yeah, he was, he was all in. He was great. Right now. Yeah. Cause I was, I think the key was I did have a room in our house that I was working out of like off the side and I think he wanted that as his <laughs> office. So it kind of worked in his favor He's cause like, that's yeah, his sure. office now. Go yeah. to it. Go to yeah. it. <laughs> you buy the clinic, get out of here. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. And I didn't like working from home at that point anymore. It was noisy. And if I was cooking, I had to watch if I put garlic in, if someone was coming later, like it was just no, I hear you. too much. So someone would flush a toilet, you know, no, the one it hour you tell someone not to flush a toilet? Both kids are flushing toilets and <laughs> naturally. <laughs> forget it. Yeah, forget it.
0: I don't even do a Zoom call at home. Like I oh, will, I will come awful. in here to do like a five minute Zoom call. Do yeah. you remember
1: home. the other? Okay, so the other day I, I was remember. home and Mark and I were scheduled to be on a Zoom call, but we didn't have childcare this day. Oh, no. So he was doing it from here, and he said to me, "Can you just jump on?" And I was like, "Sure. I'll you know I'll plant the kids in front of the TV. I'll lock yeah. myself in <laughs> no, our I'm room, and I'll jump poop. on." Yeah, <laughs> the minute we start the call, oh, the little oh one comes in, and I said, "Sweet." I'm still on the phone. She's like, so loud, but I got a poo. I'm oh. like, okay, you go poop. You can't script that. I know. <laughs> I, know, I know. Like, what are you going to do? I know. I'm like, know. sorry, nature calls. She's yep. got to poop. That's I wonder funny. if she'll hear this one day and be like, mom. <laughs>
0: of course she will. it will be funny.
1: it will be funny. I was going to ask you, you said some of the people that are there with you now at Solace are like the OGs. Yeah. You know, you guys started out oh, all yeah. together. Yep. When you took over the business, did anything change with your relationship with these people? Like, did you feel like you had to sort of establish some sort of authority? You know, yeah. you were, yeah. yeah. Tell me about that.
2: They're lovely. They are the most amazing people. I want to work with, but I all of a sudden went. <laughs> I love how you have this. But start I, that I, way. I did, I do have to sprinkle that in there. I went from being their colleague of however many years, a dozen years. To now making all the decisions. And I made some uncomfortable decisions. Where I had to save money. Like now I'm in charge of steering this ship. Right. And it was bleeding money. As I found out afterwards, there were a few bills that were not paid and a few things. So I had to say, no, we can't do this. No, we can't do that. So that's, you, that's never fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we have very open communication now. And, and we're a group of women who well, you get a group of women together for so long, someone's going to be annoying at one point, And we all just kind of call each other out and we own it. And we're really good at apologizing. <laughs> I will well, give all good. of us that. We're all mature. Um, I'm actually the youngest. In the group. So me being the youngest coming in and now telling these very capable grown women, hey, we can't do this. Hey, I need you to, you know, do do some more laundry. Hey, I need you to answer the phones a little bit more because we got rid of the secretary. So it, it was it's a. It's always a dance. Like, I just find it's always a dance and we're all so different, but we're very respectful of each other. We actually had that conversation in the clinic today, Um, how we can all agree to disagree hmm. and it's okay. Do you like? That's really good. Do you good.
0: like dancing? <laughs> do you like that dance?
2: Um, I don't love it. I'm getting better at it. Hmm. It's something I just, it goes with the territory. It's not personal and I always start my conversations with them if I have to have a a difficult conversation or if a client was upset or a therapist was upset at somebody did something or you moved my mug or you did like it's and it's all trivial. Like these are never uh, deal breakers for mm. any of us.
1: It's all just life. So I made a huge mistake when I was in my early 20s. I got a promotion where I was going to be leading a team, a small team yeah. of three people. And all three of the people that I was going to be managing were younger than I was yeah. and or sorry, older than I was. Okay. And I think I felt like I had to really establish my authority because I mm. was so young, okay. being put in a, a really high position of power. And when I was um, working for, you know, the, the person who was managing the department before me, um, there was a lot of things that he did that, you know, looking at it from the other side, I was like, uh, I would do this this way. I would change mm-hmm. this. Like I had all these ideas. Yeah. My huge mistake was when I got the promotion, I decided to basically take everything that he was doing the way he was doing everything and tear it up and throw it out the window. Oh. And I'm going to revamp everything and I'm going to make it better. I had that, you know, yeah. Oh, look at me. I know better yeah. attitude. Mm-hmm and it fucking blew up in my face. Like the entire team minus one person who like, I think, you know, her and I already had a good friendship. Yeah. Like she was really, really trying to support me. (laughs) The team was just so frustrated with me. And they didn't want to do anything the way I wanted to do it. So then it was this battle of like, well, let's just try it my way. It might work, but they didn't want to because now they're pissed because I'm changing everything. Yeah. Anyway, I can look back now and say like, I probably shouldn't have tried to reinvent the Everything. entire department all at one time exactly. when I took over. Exactly. I think part of it was my ego and part of it was mm-hmm. not realizing. And it's hard to recognize when you're working under somebody or you're working for somebody or, you know, in your case, they might not be employees, but you're still, as you said, the captain of the ship. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to see things from the perspective of the person That is running everything Yeah, for sure So, you know, me trying to change everything It was because I didn't see that certain things that he was doing The way he was doing them There was reason behind it There's always
2: reason behind it Even if it
1: wasn't, in my opinion, the most efficient way Mm -hmm. There was reason Whether it was resources, energy, Mm -hmm. money, whatever There was a reason things were being done that way And yeah, oh, I really fucked everything up One person (laughs) actually just quit Like he was like, I can't work for her (gasps) Oh, uh, dear. Looking back, I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: Young, You know, and what, we haven't run into too many. I didn't do any big changes right to start, but I wanted to own it. I wanted it to feel mine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I changed the colors. Someone didn't like it, but that's okay. They learned. Yeah. Colors are trivial. Colors are trivial. Most of it is trivial. Most of the decisions we make, like I go to work every day. I enjoy my job. I have a great place to work. God, during those three months, I was closed during the pandemic. I went in all the time, probably just to get away from my family. But we would meet up and just have coffee, bring in lunch, because we didn't know what was happening. We didn't know if we had a job to go back to. Right. It's like, is anyone going to want to be touched again? I don't know. And then that's when I started doing the social media, and everybody came back. Like, we had the a busy year last year, which was fantastic. Cause everybody's home. I've heard home. that, I've heard that had, from most therapists. Yeah, we had a fantastic year. People were at home and they were booking regular appointments. Mm-hmm. So they, before they left, not always people would book their next appointment. People were coming once a month. They wanted it to be a routine. And mm-hmm. now in the past probably six or eight months, I've noticed more of a trend of um, parents bringing their kids in. So, children, like five, six, seven, eight years old, teenagers. So, parents are really recognizing the need for touch and, you know, communication with their, and relaxation for their kids. Because these kids are stressed out.
0: So stressed out. They're so stressed stressed. out.
2: It's, um, you know, I won't get
1: too political, but I'm really, (sighs) uh, I really am... I don't love when I hear people say kids are resilient. The kids will be okay. Mm, like no. how long can we fucking say I that? Know. I didn't believe it from day one. No, I didn't either. And I really don't believe it now. No, They're not okay. No. How can we as adults constantly talk about generational trauma and childhood <laughs> trauma and all this stuff
2: yeah. and we're literally putting our kids through all of this yeah.
1: and we're going to say, oh, they'll be okay. No,
2: they I, no, I don't think so. We sent our oldest back to Queens last week. The residence is open, but the in they're still online. But she wanted to go and we were okay with that. We didn't even bat an eye. We're like, she needs to go, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. live her life, start figuring it out. Her friends all went back and- Yeah, they're fine. That's good. Yeah, I was really happy. Some kids didn't go
1: back and I feel sad for them. And yeah, I mean, everybody's got to do things that are comfortable for them, make choices that work for them. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah, every time I see a social media post with like, kids are resilient, the kids Uh, will be okay. Or they talk about, look at what somebody went through who was born in this year. And then my follow-up question is always, do we think that generation is okay? I know. (laughs) like, true. Are we okay? You know? know? Seriously. Yeah. So you know I, know, I I can't
2: really get on board with the kids will be okay. No, everybody's got a different COVID barometer they're dealing with right now. But uh, no, this, these kids are going through a lot right now. A lot. A lot at any age, kindergarten, grade eight, grade twelve, whatever. It's wild. I know. I
1: think I've talked about it on one of the episodes where I had. I know. Um, I have a friend who's got a seven, eight-year-old son, and he's stressed. Yeah. Like to the to the point where I'm like, is. I don't know, like, can a seven-year-old be that stress? Like, the yeah. stress coming out of this kid, he's afraid of getting COVID. Oh. He's afraid of his parents going out and getting COVID. But that comes he's from a, somewhere. Right. Yeah, it's not he's him. So, he didn't make that up. He's so scared mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And that makes me sad. Yeah. I'm like, this poor little kid who's so, you know, his biggest worry should be like, you know, what Lego set am I going to build exactly. tomorrow? And he's stressed about his family getting sick, yeah. his grandparents getting, it's, the stress is like overwhelming him. But
2: that's probably the dialogue that's going on around him or what he's seeing on TV or what he's seeing on social media, which is, it's damaging. It is very damaging. And, you know, I fell into TikTok the other day and I was like, oh, wow, two hours went by. Like, where did that go? Why did I do that? (laughs) Never (laughs) getting that time back and I'm no better for it.
1: (laughs) I still don't understand TikTok. Someone's going to have to teach me. I don't get it. (laughs) The kids
2: are on it constantly and that's what parents are telling me. So even one of the kids... I'll, I'm gonna say I have probably more boys, parents of boys, bringing them in for just to relax and right. and you know bring your shoulders down and breathe. And a lot of them have attention deficit and they can't focus and because they're on their devices. One kid wanted his device under the massage table, like through the mm. face cradle, and I had to tell the mom, no, he can't ha- he can't play his game right now. Like this is this, I'm I'm not massaging if he's gonna play his game. Wow, that that defeats the purpose. So it comes from parents as well you know it's what you're allowing them to do what you're allowing them to see and i wasn't popular with my kids years ago and nor was my husband but we put limits on their social media they had like an hour a day yeah you know now that they're older they've earned it but we locked it right down and i don't disagree with that i mean when when our
1: oldest was much younger um somehow, I don't even know how it happened, but we discovered YouTube Kids. So I thought, oh, this is just, you know, videos that are filtered for kids. And so, of course, I would sit with her. And then I started realizing, oh, there's a lot of content, even on YouTube Kids, that I wouldn't want her watching. No, So every so often my kids will ask me, can we watch some YouTube Kids? Mm -hmm. But they've got very strict rules. There is a time limit. And they have to be watching it like in the same room where one of us are. So you can hear it. So we know what they're watching because I'm like, I'm not just going to let you walk away with oh. it. I was at a friend's house um back in the summer and her daughter was walking around with an iPad that's hers. Like wow. they let her have it and okay. she's only probably like 7 or 8 as wow. well. And she's walking around with this iPad and I said is she watching YouTube Kids? And I said to my friend like yeah. do you pay attention to what she's watching on there? Like you know there's content on there that is not appropriate mm-hmm. for her age. She's like, "Oh no, it's the kids one." I said, <gasps> "Oh no. Oh no no. No. And she's like I just let her have the iPad. Like she'll take it into the basement, she'll take it into her room. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do, know, but, but that is not as safe as you think no, it is. No, it's
2: not. Not at all. None of the social media is for them. <clears throat> They're no. too young. They're too young with all these images coming at them. There's a lot of sexualized images for yep. especially young girls and boys on how, you know, how are they going to treat a girl in the future? Like That's my biggest worry, all these kids getting bombarded Mm. with all this stuff. And it's negative. Most of it's negative. Yeah, it's
1: true. We even even notice it in TV shows. Like when there's the the rating, I don't think I ever paid much attention (laughs) to it and like you know, our oldest daughter, she's grown out of a lot of the like super baby shows. You know, mm. there's no more Peppa Pig and Bubble Guppies no. at our house. <laughs> well, look how sad Mark is. Yeah. That was the stuff he loved. But she likes to watch like real people. So uh. she goes, "I like to watch real person shows now." Oh, so that's fine. She'll yeah. watch you know stuff on like Nickelodeon or whatever. Mm. It's it's fine. It's age appropriate for her. Right but it scares the crap out of our four-year-old. So now we're trying to balance like, okay, the seven-year-old likes to watch, you know, some stuff that's a little bit older. Yeah but we have to be very careful about what she's watching if the four-year-old's around because she'll wake up in the middle of the night because she had a bad dream about like an alien because you know my little one or my older one likes to watch shows about like aliens and superheroes and like
2: oh yeah and that's TV that's That's not even social media (laughs) I know so when we actually moved from our first house into the house we're in now I live right sort of near the clinic but we got rid of cable like we were looking at all our bills realizing how much we were paying for for Rogers and the garbage that was on tv like the kids were giving us attitude there were this is the hannah montana phase like way back in the day and it was just garbage like it was horrible the way these kids were treating their parents and my husband just goes forget it we're going to save the two three hundred bucks a month put it on the mortgage and we did we haven't had cable since we have netflix now and whatever prime amazon prime but we don't watch tv
1: we don't we have all the streaming services and they have like specific shows they watch at specific times of the Mm -hmm. day like on streaming but we also like they don't really ever watch regular tv no, no. Which, I'm, no. which i'm which i'm happy about yeah. yeah it's garbage we don't ever have it where they can just like scroll through channels no. and i think the only tv station that ever is on at our house ever is the food network
2: oh i like hgtv
1: <laughs> we'll have we'll have the food network like on sometimes stuff. that's fun we like food that's
0: fun <laughs> i don't know if i like food i like watching people like watching. do stuff with food that's weird <laughs> <laughs> So tell me about you learning social media Oh, for, your, for, for work.
2: For work. Yes, for work. So when we got shut down, I think I closed our doors March 16th, twiddled my thumbs for a few weeks, became like the best stay-at-home wife and then the worst stay-at-home wife during the pandemic. And that's when the government started doling out some grants. So I'm part of the BIA, the Business Improvement Association on Main Street. So I sit on the board. There's about eight of us, all business owners. And... All of a sudden, we were meeting on Zoom once a week saying, what the hell, guys? What's going on? Like, we're all, you know, sitting at home or at our businesses. Nobody's working. Uh, and then Digital Main Street, I believe, is what it's called. It's a Ontario program. They were giving out $2,500 to qualifying businesses. You had to take a six-week course. Uh, they were going to build me a website that I got to help with. They were going to teach me how to do Instagram. Uh, I got branding, photography. Uh, or I got money to pay for that. So yeah. I allotted it to Markham businesses. Actually, I did mostly women, all women owned businesses to take care of my social and my photography and all that stuff. And my influencers or whoever helped me with my branding and, and, and all that. And I took the lessons, like nice. I had, I had the time. Right. Why so not? I know I took the lessons. It scared me, um, because I didn't know it. I didn't grow up with a phone in my hand. I still had a flip I had a you were talking about university before you you yep. were printing off stuff. I had a brother typewriter that if I made a mistake, <laughs> I had to put the the white out. You know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. I had to put the white out there and the letters never lined up <laughs> and you handed it in or you had your floppy disk. Like I'm from that era. Oh, yeah. So
1: there's somebody that's listening to
2: this that's uh, going, What's a floppy disk? I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's typewriter? What are you talking about? And I had the fancy typewriter with like the ribbon and all that. The fancy typewriter. The fancy typewriter. But no, when I got out of school, like I had a flip phone and and I had email. Um, I think Facebook came out shortly thereafter, but that was to keep in touch with family and friends and right. stuff. So this, and I would text my kids obviously with my phone, but it was very foreign to me to constantly be on the phone, you know, to yeah. to have to post something. And so I got this program and I was posting every day and I was tagging everybody I knew. And I went gangbusters like for the first or second month until I got my social media person. And she's like, Michelle, slow down. Like not everybody wants to be tagged in all five photos you posted that day. Like it's stupid. Because <laughs> you only need to post four times a week. Like, that's yeah, better engagement and get this and you know. Um, so I did I had to learn because I didn't I didn't take a course like that in school. And there is an art. I used to say, oh, what are these social media people doing? Like, how is that a job? If somebody wants to charge me every month. I'm like, oh that's why because I was spending hours doing posting and social media and all this stuff until I learned there is an art to it. Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. actually sit down once a month now. I go through all my content. I've got all my Canva uh, branded stuff. So I have about 20 different pretty pictures and stuff I can put in. I've got my photos that Mm -hmm. I can have a full shot of myself and my massage table, or I can just zoom in on my hands. So there's five photos from one picture. So I learned kind of how to leverage and stretch things out a little bit longer. So you'll see even from my beginning on my social media, it's just a, a hot mess. Like until about eight months ago when I got my colors and it just it softened out. You'll, if you scroll through it, you'll see the transition. You it's so funny. Yeah. yeah, oh my God. But see, I, I like to see that. I like to see people's evolution it's like It's funny, that, right? I went back and looked because even during the pandemic, I was just trying to stay relevant. So I was videotaping stretches. I was massaging my dog. I was juggling. Like I was just trying to <laughs> connect it. with people and it worked. Like we have really amazing clients at Solace that have been with us for decades and decades. And some of them were like, they'll bring us coffee and they'll sit and chat. And I've known them since they got married or they had their first baby or they lost their spouse or like there's that community feel up there. So they were getting a kick out of us on the social media they're like holy cow you guys are like that's funny because we just put ourselves out there yeah and, and i'll throw appreciated it against the, that right yeah,
1: we're all totally. sitting at home anyway you know i loved all the people who decided to take that time and do something creative mm-hmm. i mean it it also gave us a lot of good memes like yes. there was a period where everyone was fucking making bread <laughs> yeah, i was yes. like why is everyone banana making bread, bread banana bread <laughs> oh sourdough <laughs> yeah, sourdough yeah. was the thing
2: i um, know it was hilarious myself
1: and a few of my girlfriends we all switched to box wine so oh, that became funny. like the joke yep. we because you didn't want to go out a lot. So you'd buy a box of wine. You're like, oh, it's Wednesday at two o'clock. Who cares? We're locked at (laughs) home anyway. Box wine. Um, I had a massage therapist friend who her and her daughter were doing um, like daily 30 minute stretch sessions on Facebook Live. So we would join them on Facebook Live, me and the kids. And we would do uh, 30 minutes of stretching with
2: them every day.
1: So yeah, it was kind of fun to see the ways people were trying to keep themselves busy when we didn't know what was happening. And connect,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, I was working out of all my friends' videos and yeah, just trying to keep busy. But yeah, the social media was, it was a big learning curve. I'm glad I did it. I'm still learning. Like there's still so much to learn with that. And now I'm here doing a podcast, which two weeks ago I wouldn't have thought was possible, (laughs) And then you're going to post the podcast (laughs) on your social media. (laughs) And I'm going to tag you, but only once. (laughs) Only once. Thank you. (laughs) Are
0: you ever worried about what you're posting and and, uh, and being a regulated healthcare professional?
2: Funny story. Yes. So (laughs) with my posts during the pandemic, I made one or two posts and they weren't risky posts. They were, to me, very benign. I just would sit there and type my content in. I think one was about diabetes and massage. The screen was probably massage can help your diabetes, and then when you go into the content, it was talking about lowering your blood pressure, like all the yeah. all the stuff, and you know maintaining a healthy eating eating habits. But this person only saw massage can help diabetes, oh. and then my other post was massage can help. Maintain your weight loss goals or something I think I posted that for the new year So then somebody said this
1: crazy chick in Markham
2: yes. Thinks that getting massage can Make you lose weight, make you lose weight yes. And cure your diabetes mm. So I got a letter from our College And I got a slap on the wrist And I, I'm i not gonna lie I'm not embarrassed to say I sat in my office and I cried And that was the first time I think Second time during the pandemic That I just felt I I don't know what to do. Like I I'm throwing everything I can out there. I'm trying to keep my business going. I've got five therapists. I'm trying to keep their livelihoods going. Like, mm-hmm. why do you think the college <sighs> came after you? Someone snitched on me. Someone reported. Someone reported you, eh? me. Oh, hundred percent. What,
0: what was what was the content of the letter from the college? The
2: content was I was outside the scope of practice in promising. Um, I forget which which violation it was, but in false claims, it was okay. one of the false claims. Um, And I had to take it down immediately or I was going to, within 30 days or lose my license, have to go in front of a board. Um, So I took it down. And and there was a moment there I wasn't going to take it down and I just, I had no fight. Like I really, at that point, yeah, I just, and, and the college was doing their due diligence. They looked at it. The post, if you read it that way and didn't go look at the content, it probably did sound like, yeah, your diabetes is cured if you get massaged. But that wasn't. That's, that that's the hook. Saying. Like that's yeah. you got to yeah. draw it, it like let's be educated here and realize if I could cure diabetes with massage, I'd have a lot of money right now. <laughs> if I could help people lose weight, I'd be a billionaire with massage. You know what I mean? Like it just uh, let's let's just be kind and uh, not snitch. Not tell, was it or a, someone could have reached out to me personally. That I makes thought more sense. Yeah. as a professional in our industry. Um, that's what I, was that's ask you. I would was have been it, more respectful. Was it a colleague that reported you? I believe it was a massage therapist. If they reported me there to are the massage college.
0: therapists that go around looking for this stuff, I'm sensing to that report.
2: Yeah, because I do follow some of the Facebooks, and 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 it, and they go sideways sometimes, and people fight. Like there was one initial facebook group when the pandemic first hit and we were all on it there were like thousands of massage therapists in toronto after about two weeks people are screaming they can't pay their rent they have no money they have the like and then everyone just started fighting and i i think i exited stage left on that group because i just couldn't my mental health couldn't take it i was people were just panicked and mean They were just getting mean, and that's not why I entered this profession. Like I work in a very caring,
1: very very mean when they're stressed. When that's it, I'm
2: not. I mean, I'm not excusing
1: the behavior. No, I've seen a lot of shitty behavior in the last couple of years. Yeah, but I feel like when people are in a constant state of stress, which we have all kind of Mm -hmm. been in you just do like really fucked up things. Yeah. Like humanity goes out the window totally. sometimes. And totally. so, yeah, I've seen it too, where like people are attacking each other on, yeah. the exactly. Yeah. there you go. People will be attacking each other on a Facebook post. And sometimes it gets to the point where I'm reading the comments and yeah. I'm like, do they even realize they're saying the same thing? And I, I know like you're, you're actually now agreeing yeah. <laughs> with each
2: other, but still screaming
1: at each other. Like that's I know. how
2: ridiculous it gets. And people feel very self-righteous with the, like, they're just going to call you out to call you out. And I I don't comment a lot on Facebook unless I know that, hey, this could help somebody. Like, I'm not just going to... Take that, you know, like send you yeah. just
1: I don't need to dig at somebody, yeah, and I think I think somebody, if they had have said to you, "Hey, Michelle, this post makes it sound like you're saying you can cure diabetes mm-hmm. because maybe you hadn't read it that way because I you' knew the content of the post didn't right yeah, hundred so if somebody didn't. had had the decency mm-hmm. to as a as a friend or colleague yeah. or you know just another human, yeah. say, you might want to reconsider the way you've worded this
2: hundred percent, and I probably taken a step would have You likely would have
1: stepped back adjusted the post, no harm done. No,
2: exactly. I would have respected that more and been like, oh, shoot. Yeah, maybe that could be seen two ways, right? Yeah. But I didn't see it that way. And I just posted and then I did end up taking it down and I had to send the college proof that I took it down. And it was just stressful. Like it was unnecessary stress. It was silly, you know. (laughs) I
1: I really hope whoever Uh, did report it. They're proud
0: of themselves. What are you talking about?
1: (laughs) uh, They really are. I mean, I hope
2: that's not the case. I'm going to always, I'm always going to have hope that there's still some good people left. I did go on a rant on my next, I think, couple posts saying how disappointed I was. And I said, you know what? I'm trying to carry a business, like I said, and it's a pandemic. Like, just be kind. This was unnecessary. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, totally
2: unnecessary and the girls at work were upset about it like it just it brought everybody down because we're all trying so hard like when you're and there are businesses that went under like I know a lot of therapists of who yeah. handed in their licenses or their clinics closed or whatever and we're still going like we're fighting to hang on and we're we're above water and we're happy but we fought to be here we didn't just walk back from a pandemic and walk into a full client load it takes work it takes it a takes lot work. we it were takes listening effort. to
1: talk radio um yesterday morning when we were driving to our location and there was a woman on, um, her name was Amanda. Nice name. (laughs) Uh, She owns a yoga studio in Richmond Hill that she she bought. Basically, the yoga studio was going to go under during Mm -hmm. the pandemic Mm -hmm. and she decided to buy it and save it because she thought it was at a time where like was numbers were going down. Mm-hmm. It was okay. the summer. And she like thought, you know, yeah. it looks like maybe <laughs> I can revive this place. Yeah. And, you know, it was a, a yoga studio in the community that people really loved. And she was like, I'm going to bring it back. Yeah. And so she bought it only to then, I think she said she had one hour. after she after she bought it and reopened whatever she had one hour before the government announced that gyms and (gasps) yoga studios were going to close again and so you know she said the the host of the show said to her well what do you say to people who say well you know you're an idiot basically why would you buy a business during a pandemic Mm -hmm. and she said well yeah okay valid that's a a valid thing to say and she goes but what people don't understand is if there aren't people like me, if Mm -hmm. there aren't people willing to do the work to fight to keep small businesses open all of these small businesses are not going to survive. They won't. Mm -hmm. Because it's not it's not easy. No. We're all fucking struggling. Mm -hmm. And if there aren't people who are willing to take the risk and Eat it a little bit yeah then when we do come out on the other side if we come out on the other side whatever the other side is yeah. there's not going to be any small
2: business
0: and there's left. no assistance for someone like her no there's there's nothing there that she can show like this is years of income no and she this can't is...
2: post anything she's not eligible exactly no she
0: yeah. doesn't she doesn't have an employees they're all they're all independent contractors like she's she's shit out
1: of luck yeah oh, she's really in a awful. rough spot because she was saying yeah exactly that she only just took over the business so she can't show that she's she running a loss for and no and she has no employees But she's like, but I still have rent. I still have utilities. I, you know, like, I'm screwed, basically. So hopefully, Hopefully. we're going to see the reopening of gyms and yoga studios. And again, I try not to bring up some of the political stuff. But come on, how can we in one week talk about how... um, You Know one of the biggest problems for people contracting COVID Mm -hmm. are these comorbidities, specifically people who are at a very unhealthy weight Uh and obesity being a big problem. And then we're closing gyms, let's close gyms. Yeah, let's not do that. People need their fitness, I mean, for their physical health, but and their mental health. Yeah, 100%. the gyms open. Yep. We need yoga studios open. Yep. These are places that I don't think they were super spreaders of COVID. They were I they was were, going to my
2: gym three times a week. They yeah.
1: were doing such a good job. I know. The protocols there were like, they were probably the cleanest places mm-hmm. ever. Costco's not clean, but no. you can go
2: there. <laughs> you, your whole family can go there all together. I
1: guess if we need to work out, we got to go run up and down the aisles <laughs> at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started oh that'd be
2: funny yeah like i said i don't want to
1: get too ranty about no, the, but the restrictions right. but i really really hope that um gyms and studios are going to be reopening mm-hmm. because they don't deserve this no nope. and people need these places yep. Yep. people probably need these places sorry massage therapists more than they need us mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. they need to move yeah we're all just sitting and waiting Yep, i, I have i I've literally gained like 30 pounds over Whoa. the last 2 years yeah. because I feel like my entire life with all the stress is just sitting and waiting, sitting yeah. and waiting, yeah. sitting and waiting. Yeah. We need to just get up and start moving. Oh,
2: yeah. We got the Peloton app in our house. <laughs> nice. We're all challenging each other. Nice. Do you think
0: the majority of people just still will sit around and wait? Do you think we've gotten to a point where people can be like, "Fuck
2: this"? We're a lot almost of people there. are, I a lot of people are there. there. Yeah. Where you're
1: saying right yep. now, I'm seeing the shift in my own friends list yep. of people that are saying, Fuck this. I'm just gonna yeah. live how I wanna live now. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, even restaurants, like God bless them, they're putting up tents on their patios and calling it outdoor eating to get people outside. I'm like, They're yeah, putting I'm inside outside. Inside, outside. That that yeah. meme kills me yeah. still. We're not allowed to eat inside. <laughs> no.
1: But we can eat outside, outside but inside. outside is cold, so let's make outside inside.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Like they have to you gotta do tilt do. that way. Yep. Yeah. You're a small business. And so many are still hanging on by a thread.
1: My sister's boyfriend, um, Move to Blue Mountain sometime uh sometime in december he was offered a 3 month contract at some like fancy schmancy place in in blue mountain mm-hmm. and uh, that's what he does he works in the restaurant industry and he said you know what? i'm going to take this contract i can mm-hmm. go make some good money have an experience and come back yeah. and i mean for her of course she's like well this fucking sucks you're going yeah. to blue mountain for 3 but she was supportive because he's had such a roller coaster the last couple of years yeah. right so she thought okay maybe this will be good for him you know get some passion back in his work." he goes to blue mountain he works for a couple of weeks bam no more (sighs) indoor dining
2: Oh no! so then
1: he was like like what do i do do Mm -hmm. i stay here do i come home like what do i do it's a shit show it's a mess it's laughable now i mean some positive things have come out of it like you said you are now becoming quickly becoming a social media expert (laughs) getting there getting there you're better than i am (laughs) and mark has become like a television producer. What? Like, what? the video, qual- the videos oh, that he has nice. been making, the last few weeks, we have just been recording really, really great stuff. That's awesome. And he's learned how to use these, like, fancy, smanshy cameras that I don't wow. understand. He's learned how to use all this software. Like We've, We pretty much
0: have a studio out
1: there that we, put up every once in a while we take down now. Yeah, we've nice. got like the fancy lights and That's great. I, I learned how to use a video switcher. Like I feel really cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean it's really nothing but pressing buttons, but nice. I'm pressing the buttons. Nice. <laughs> so some positives have come out of this. Yeah, I don't think I we would have we wouldn't have had the time mm-hmm. to
0: learn all of these new skills. I wonder if someone would have rat you, ratted you out if it wasn't in this time where everyone's just standing. I don't at know. I shit. thought
2: about that too. Yeah. I thought about that too. Maybe someone who was Upset or miserable, their life maybe wasn't going as well. I don't know. I don't know.
0: it's so weird to me. Are you always kind of like thinking about that now, like no, every t- no
2: no, not anymore yeah no i'm I'm conscious probably what I post now and making sure it's a bit cleaner and not, but I'm now more in control. like I was just taking some posts that I bought from a program like right. on the internet for massage, yeah, yeah whatever Instagram posts. Now I make my own, so I'm in control of the content, the pictures, the words, everything, yeah, yeah. so I I've learned my lesson. (laughs) I don't make the same mistake twice.
0: (laughs) When do you plan on uh, not being in a treatment room and just being clinic owner? Uh, Or is that not part of the plan?
2: That was part of the plan. Um, When the previous owner was there and I was getting ready to buy it, I thought I was going to be kind of like her, like... I'm going to work less and make more money because that's she was taking trips and whatever. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the case. I was working more and making less money because I was filling in a lot of (laughs) gaps and there was a lot of bleed with uh, some money. So I had to play catch up a little bit. But I also feel I'm sort of the face of the clinic, too. So clients do feel connected with me and I do need to be like I'm I'm there every day except Sunday, Saturday and Sundays. Now, I finally took Saturdays off after 20 years. So that was a big goal. Um,
0: do you know what to do with your Saturdays?
2: Do I know what to do? Oh, they're full. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very busy. Um, just with either house stuff, dog stuff, kid stuff, gotcha. catching up, groceries, all that, laundry. Because my house kind of goes to crap during the week <laughs> when I'm at work. Uh, but yeah, I would like to pull back maybe in a couple years or look at selling to someone else in a couple of years. It's pretty much turnkey. It's a great place. We're always looking for therapists if you know anybody. We're fun. Um, (laughs) How many are on your team right now? Right now, I have five full time. And oh, funny story. So when I was 15, I used to go see a massage therapist. Her name was Diane. I had some back issues. She was at my doctor's office. Um, She was my very first massage therapist, lovely lady. Now she works at my clinic. Amazing. (laughs) She's almost 70. Yeah, she comes in once every couple of weeks with her own clientele um rents a room from me, but she was my mentor. Like even all through school, I would do my projects on her and get her influence and yeah. go shadow her and stuff. So it's kind of been a really cool um reconnection. I mean I've always been in touch with her but Do you want to be doing this when you're seven? No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No. No, no, no. no I don't. I'm I amazed all, by people
0: that do to be I honest
2: with you. they're a different breed. Yeah. yeah. She's she's a, a worker. Like she's really really in there whereas I kind of wanted to have both. I like the management side. I like running things. I like throwing ideas against the wall, see what works. If it doesn't work, I'll try something else. Like we do the music festival, we do a lot of community events. Mm -hmm. I'll volunteer to do talks and stuff. So it's kinda it's a lot of fun to do both.
1: I feel like I mean Mark and I talk about this all the time and he always says to our friends who are clinic owners He's like, if you really, really want your clinic to run like the way you want it to run, he's like, you got to step back from the therapist role. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of RMTs, that's really hard.
2: It's hard. I have started, like, I don't work as many hands-on hours because I had to, in my brain when I bought it, learn that even the 10 hours of administration I do every week or the 12 hours, I need to pay myself for that. Like I I should be paid because I wasn't in the beginning. I was like, oh, I should only be paid for my hands-on time. And I was doing my... I was giving myself the same split as the therapist, right. thinking I need to pay the house and da da da. So I still, I've worked it out. I give myself an hourly when I'm just at the desk because it takes time to do the posts and the newsletters Absolutely. and I send emails and I'm calling people and the insurance is calling. Oh, we ran out of laundry detergent. I got to go to Costco. I count that as time. Like yep. that's 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 part of how the clinic runs. That's part of my hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So even my husband and I, since day one. We've always had the argument. When I come home, he's like, oh, how many clients did you have today? I'm like, oh, I had three. He's like, oh, so you work three hours? I'm like, no, honey. <laughs> like, no, there's time before, there's time after. And then there's laundry. And then there's this. And then, oh, you know what? I have to go up the street and drop off a cream somebody bought. Or I need to go pick up brochures from this person. Like, it's it's constantly moving pieces. Yeah. So I did have to learn to put my time and put a, a value on it when I'm not massaging, right? And that's for hard you. for a therapist to separate. So I do block off time now. And between like 9.30 and 11.30, I think on Mondays, are my desk time, my social media time. Don't I find me. I think it's
0: hard for a therapist to do it because if you're really into being a therapist, it's just so much your identity. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing it, you're like, what the hell am I doing? Like, yeah. Who am I? What am I doing if I'm not in a room treating people?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you've even seen it with me. So I've been slowly like scaling back, scaling back, scaling mm-hmm. back for years and At least, at least once a month, Mark will say to me, and when are you going to stop treating and just help me <laughs> like when are you going to stop treating and focus more on Con Ed or on the pod or on whatever yeah
0: because that 500 bucks you make from treating these three people or four people or whatever the case is yeah. if you spent 10 minutes on social media doing a couple posts one person buys a course you've made yeah. that $500 like, like let's just this z- is <laughs>
1: what we go through this constantly oh, yeah, so finally this that. year um, you know as I was saying to you as we were walking in here today yeah. I have somebody who's looking for a special to treat, and I've got a ton of clients who are trying to get schedule in with me. Yeah, and Sounds I like just good match to me. Yeah, so yeah. I just said to her, like, you know, you want to come here one or two days a week? I've got people who want yeah. treatments, I don't have time to do it. And so, I'm finally at the point where I'm literally giving her my people wow. like, I'm booking my yeah. my lo- Like, you see the building we're in. Oh, yeah, the only way you know I'm here is if you've known me for a long yeah. time. Yeah, so these are all people that, like, I feel like I own them. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. Like, I feel like they're like, like my little. Client family, you know, like I only probably have like 75 to 100 patients, you know, like I don't have a huge practice. I treat very part time. And now the small amount of people I do have, I'm giving away and it's weird. And he's like, good. I'm like, it's a great feeling.
0: I don't know. I feel like that's a great feeling. I'd be
1: okay with that. I mean, I'm okay. I'm becoming okay. But it's even like when I talk to them and I'll say like, okay, I'm going to book you with this person now. You're not going to see me next week. They're like, oh, is she like you? I'm like, (sighs) No. No,
2: nobody's the same. No, nobody's <laughs> going to be the same. No. And,
1: you know, we've, her and I have worked together before. Um, she covered for me in the past. Yeah. And I know we are wildly different. And there were some people that when they started seeing her, they fell in love with her yeah. and they stayed with yeah. her. And, at that time, years ago, sure, I knew that was going to happen. I was okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm putting in air quotes because there was a little piece of me that was like, oh, you like yeah, her better. I okay. Know. And then this time I know that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, they're going to, she's going to come in and people are going to fall in love with her because mm-hmm. she's great. Mm-hmm. And eventually I'm not going to be getting all these people saying, I need you. I need I you. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> There's like a sadness to like that. Oh, you're not going to need me yeah. anymore. Yeah. And Mark's looking at me like, "Oh, shut up and uh, give no. away your patience." No, no, <laughs> no. It's but that's the it's,
2: natural transition. That's where you want to be, right? It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a,
0: it's a tough thing though. That's one of the things we talk about in our professional practice and ethics course. And that's one of the questions that I ask all the participants: is Do you feel like you need to be needed? Like how, like, is that something, is that something that you need? Like you need someone else to validate you? I think I used to,
2: I actually, that's a good question. I do think I used to need to be needed, um, even with my kids. And now I've got one adult, you know, out the door and it's, it's a good feeling Mm because that's where she needs to be. Mm -hmm. And clients need to see other people. Like you they can't get that dependent on you that you're their be all and end-all, because I'm not gonna be there forever. Yep. They're gonna have to graduate to someone yep. else. Whether it's me, whether it's one of my colleagues, if my clinic goes under, God forbid, knock on wood. But you know, I'm they you can't have that codependent relationship. No, definitely. Therapist not. and client, obviously, right? Now, are there clients I've had since the beginning? Yes, they're gonna be hard to to transition, but That's down the road. Mm -hmm. I have said no a lot more. I've actually taken time off at Christmas the past two years, the week between Christmas and New Year's off, which I never used to do because December, as you know, is, you know, your money-making month. But I had to pull back for my family because I was getting burnt out. And I don't want to be burnt out. Um, I want to be motivated again. Even now in 2022, I want to be motivated again. And I'm getting more momentum. I took a bit of time off, but you kind of need to step back to realize why you're doing what you do. And I love what I do. Like I was in treatment today and had this really cute senior and she was awesome. And I know I'm her only person she sees probably once a month because she is in her condo and yeah. she's a widower and, you know, she gets her groceries delivered. So it was just such a nice connection because she really wanted to be there and she was so excited and she's lovely. Um but yeah, like you have those moments in your in your week and and some people don't care who gets the, who they treat. Like yeah, they're like, yeah, I don't really care don't who care. I see, it doesn't matter. I don't give a shit. Like yeah. it just well see anybody. I'm like, "All right. Oh, did you even like that massage?" Like you kind of <laughs> you walked out, you're like, "Yeah, okay, thanks." I'm like, I don't feel like you liked that.
1: Whatever. (laughs) Some people do get really, really attached though. Like I had a client call me yesterday and um, I haven't heard from her in a few weeks. And she called me yesterday and she said, oh, I was just leaving my chiropractor's office and it made me think of you. (laughs) And I was like, that's nice. Like waiting for her to say that she wants to book an appointment. (laughs) Eventually we got there and she said, yeah, so my chiropractor was kind of giving me shit that I don't see one of his RMTs. And I was like (laughs) thinking this might be an opportunity. Like because yeah. I'm trying to scale back I was almost trying to suggest to her like well you know why don't you try out one of the th-? and she's like oh no I told him I would never leave you oh, and I'm like oh never say never no, honey I know.
2: I know. <laughs> it's like a breakup right like it's yeah yeah no I know well I
1: have um I have another client who like even when she goes on vacation like when she's not in the country she'll send me text messages like I'm arriving back on this day oh, yes. so I'm thinking we should schedule my appointment for this day this and I'm like yeah yeah this might be too much those are the people that the transition going to be gonna be difficult difficult.
2: yes i have a few snowbirds that are coming back in april yeah but every time so when i did stop working saturdays because i had my dedicated saturday people i had to move them to other people they were not happy like they really Mm -hmm. not didn't break down like the world did not end but they were not happy to go see someone else but i had to learn that's their issue that's not my issue yeah that's not yours i don't want to work six days a week anymore i can't do it anymore You know, I'm Monday to Friday.
1: Well, you know what? There are some positives. I had a client that I've been sort of wanting to fire, um, but I don't have a really good reason. Mm. I find that this person just kind of irks me. And that's not a comfortable way to go to work. Um, And so each time this person has ever messaged me to book a treatment, I will say to Mark, Oh because I was like I thought that you know I thought maybe the last time might be the last but you know they keep coming back I know and so this particular time I got a message asking for a treatment and because I am scaling back and I don't Mm. have I said you know I unfortunately I'm not going to be able to fit you in yeah you probably want to go find somebody who can see you sooner because I'm not going to be able to fit you in for a few weeks okay and it actually felt really good oh good I was like, yeah, you know, this, I think I'm done with this person. Yep. You know, they kind of put a, a really awful wrench in my day oh, yeah.
2: and it's not worth it. We collectively fired a client this year after 20 years. Yeah. We all just, she, she had been through all of us. Yeah, um, She was never happy with any of us, but kept coming back once a month. She was a time sucker. <laughs> like she was a real time sucker. She would come in after work and she was always the 6.30 P.M. Of course. Last person of the day. She'd come in and sit down and like just want to have a few breaths in our lobby on the sofa. And then she'd go have her massage, complain the whole time about one therapist or another. Because um, her main therapist left probably 10 years ago mm. and she's just never been happy. So we've always tried to get rid of her. And then we just pass her on to the next. <laughs> if a new therapist comes, we're like, oh, you're getting so and so. And then after her massage, she would stay in the room and do some yoga stretches, like just no regard for our time. And, and she just complained all the time. So we, we released her in a letter. She didn't like it. I got a big long email back about, you know, she's been loyal and all that. And I respected it. I just said, I don't feel we can meet your needs. Yep. Um. Unfortunately, you know, you've been through all of us. We wish you well. But the funny thing is her husband still comes. <laughs> 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 so we got rid of her. I'm like, cause we saw him in the book a few weeks, I think later. And we're, we're all like, is he going to come? Is he like, what's the relationship he like? Is know? he know? You guys must be doing <laughs> something, right? God. Maybe he doesn't Is even he, know. Maybe he agrees with us. <laughs> but it was hilarious. He still comes. And he's lovely. She was She was just a different, yeah, she wasn't respectful of yeah. our time. And she was rude. And we were stressed out treating her. Yeah. Because yeah. we knew she was going to complain about something we didn't do like so-and-so used to do. Like, because we're all different. <laughs> so, yeah, she couldn't just get in get in it with someone else it's funny super it's weird, uncomfortable eh? it's yeah. very uncomfortable and that was our first kind of we all sat down had a meeting like we're all trying to be adult about this and <laughs> like, we just don't like her but she was really when we broke it down we're like her 6 30 appointments we'd be here till 8 15 8 30 because yes. oh, she wouldn't yeah. leave she wouldn't leave see that's uh, that's
1: reason enough like i said yeah. this person that i wanted to fire there was no other reason other than he bugs me yeah <laughs> It <laughs> just bugs me You're ready for a change Yeah I think yeah. so i are ready for a change I mean, Like I said Mark's been like Planting this seed in my head For years Like nice. You need to treat less you need to, And I was like yeah. How much less can I treat I, You yeah. know I'm super part time And he's like yeah. You need to treat less You need to treat less mm-hmm. You need to treat less mm-hmm. So now I'm gonna be Super super part time
2: Yeah I still do enjoy the, I, I do enjoy the treatment room I do I enjoy it Yeah. I mean, there's certain
1: people that I look forward to seeing. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Like there's certain clients I have that, you know, it's a pleasant experience Mm. and, you know, we work well together. And so I think there's certain people I might still see. I have a client right now, a pregnant client, and um, I haven't broken the news to her that i'm going to be scaling back mm-hmm. but she comes very regularly yeah and she has told me before like even if you bring somebody else in here you're not passing me off oh, you're geez. not doing it
0: <laughs> do you feel that like your talents will be wasted if you don't treat anymore
1: are you asking me you're asking michelle i'm gonna ask you first yeah. That I'm gonna ask will my talents be wasted no. yeah no
0: you don't feel like that
1: I'm multi-talented i don't know i'm just asking
0: <laughs> i'm just asking
1: No, I don't think so. I think I've spent, I mean, not as long as the two of you, but I've spent the last 11 years treating. Mm -hmm. I've treated a lot of people. I've helped a lot Mm -hmm. of people that was good use of my talents. Mm -hmm. I'm doing other things now. You know, the stuff that we're doing, I think that if I want to get better and work on those talents, I need to put the energy in. Mm -hmm. And I can't do that if I'm doing a combination of treating, Mm -hmm. balancing, like you said, stuff at home. Like when you were talking about doing laundry and whatever, like all of that stuff adds up in a week. And I have two little kids who change Mm -hmm. their goddamn clothes (laughs) four times a day. (laughs) They're like Beyonce. They are like beyonce They're like
0: doing stage shows yep. and- oh my goodness he came home the other night they both
1: had they have these tutu sk- like these you know frilly little like tutus yeah. but they both had one of them had a black one on one of them had a red one on but they were wearing them as tube tops oh, like What the hell's going with on here? shorts <laughs> he comes home and he's like what's happening here they turned their little tutus into tube tops oh. and they were having a rap battle that's funny. it was the funniest shit yeah. i've ever seen but yeah anyway <laughs> These two keep me so busy oh, I know, I know. that there's just no way I can balance. Like, no. I literally feel like I have four careers.
2: And you think it's going to get better? Like, I remember when my kids were little, I'm like, I'll have more time when they're in grade school. I'll have more time when they're <laughs> no. when they're older. I'll have more time in the summer when they go to camp. I'll have more time. I got one in university, one in high school. I'm still busy. Hmm. I mean, until two weeks ago, like my, both my kids were in high, high level sports. We were out every single night. My husband coached. Like we were on tournaments. We right. The last trip I went on was a soccer tournament in New York City. Yeah. To just before the pandemic, there's, you know, always, there's something. always something at every level, and the kids need you at every level. It's not just when they're young. Right. They like even my eighteen year old. She needs me. Oh, and it gets know? harder. And it just their it's, homework. It's different. Their homework
0: gets harder. What's the next on the game plan for you?
2: Next on the game plan, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of HGTV and kind of want to move to the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you are the first person to say that to yeah, us. Yeah. No, we've. Uh, we would eventually like to sell both our companies. Once the kids are done university and stuff, so mm-hmm. maybe keep a small place here and move. Yeah. Simple. Like we're very simple, easygoing, low-key people. Nice. Um, love the outdoors. So I don't know. I'll, I'll probably be in this for another 10 years, I yeah. think. That's reasonable to me. It's
1: yeah. very reasonable. Yeah,
2: yeah. And, and see, then you'll be see, like
1: retiring young. I hope so. So you can still enjoy. I mean, not that 65 is old anymore. Like, no. I feel like when I was a kid, 65 sounded insane, but yeah. like 65 now, you're like, oh, you can still
2: yeah.
1: go and enjoy life. Do stuff. But you'll be much younger than that.
2: I hope so <laughs> if it works out, we'll see. I don't know. I am wasn't a savvy investor. I'm gaining on stuff now.
0: Are you uh, comfortable getting old?
2: Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. You don't struggle with it at all? No. Oh. I feel, you know what? I feel healthy. I've, I'm happy with my kids. I still sometimes feel like a kid. I yeah. haven't really adulted yet. So yeah. yeah, I think it's all a mindset. Nothing's well. broken on me yet, which is nice. So. Mm-hmm. I struggle <laughs> yeah. with it. Do you? Yeah. I How do. come? Uh,
0: I feel like it's just happening way too fast. Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, over the last I don't know, maybe six years yeah. it just felt like someone put the fucking foot down on the accelerator yes. hard and it's yeah. just it's just going by way too
1: fast. Do you think the pandemic had something to do with that? No, like I no. feel the last two years have gone really fast. Like to me, it was almost like we were in March 2020, and suddenly Ugh. we're in January 2022. Yeah. Like that's the last two years to me are just such a blur of nonsense. It's been a slow
2: fast, I think. Yeah, a slow, slow fast. slow burn.
1: <laughs> um, do you think having kids yes. is the reason the last? That's six what years I have yes. flown by? dropping my yeah, daughter off yes. at
2: university in September. I was a wreck, and I didn't think I was going to be, and I was a wreck for a good month. Yeah, because I feel like what just happened. Like she yeah. she's 18. Like I, where did that go? And yeah. we're a close family. Like we right. we like I like my kids. We hang out like we're like pretty your kids. <laughs> they're decent human beings. I, I, enjoy I can't them.
0: even look back at pictures and enjoy them.
2: It I does look, make me sad. I
0: look back at pictures and I get sad.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How old's your oldest? She's seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> right. oh.
0: Yeah. And I can't I but can't seven do it. years yeah.
1: went really fast.
0: I cannot do it. I'm like. I cannot. I I hate it. I hate myself for because I just want to. Yeah. I want to be able to look at a fucking picture and, and, and enjoy and be happy. Instead, yeah. I get fucking really, really sad about stuff. A million bucks. A million. It's, <laughs> that's it's nothing. <laughs> nothing. It's Nothing. Give her some real it's money. A, that's, a, <laughs> that's a.
1: That's a. That's a shitty
0: bungalow in the worst part of Scarborough. Um, <laughs> yeah, really? You, you 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 get the you win the lottery big. What are we doing here?
2: If I win the lottery big,
0: yeah, we just go to the car. We just going on. Yeah, an we're,
2: island go- somewhere? we're going. Somewhere. We're going somewhere. Yeah, just, we're done. We'll, yeah. I think we're done. We love the outdoors. I was fortunate to have a family cottage growing up, up north, but these winters are getting to me and getting to my husband. And now I think we are seeing life without our kids when they move out and it's just going to be him and I. And that's what we've been talking (laughs) about the past couple months because Sage is gone. Eden's at home doesn't really want to hang out with us when we want to go walk down on the in the beaches or, or go get a coffee, you know, walk to main street on Sunday, yeah. I'm like, Oh, it's just us. Like it's, it's back to being you and I, and that hasn't happened in a very long time. Right. Like we've always traveled with our kids. They come everywhere with us, you know, and, and we like them, but now we yeah. kind of have to get to know each other again. And now we're watching all the HGTV Bahamas and Dominican and Belize, Caribbean life. but it looks very, I think that's where I want to be. Hmm. And what I want to do walking along the beach talking to people, cooking nice food, taking courses, and being on the water. Yeah, a million bucks, I could do that. I dig it. Yeah,
0: because that'll
2: give me, yeah, put that money in the bank, I'll get my return, (laughs) get my interest every month. Simple life. I dig it. Simple life.
0: What would you do? I would do the same. I, yeah. I'd pack up. I'd, yeah. I'd close up shop. Yeah, I'm not
2: tied to anything <laughs> you know, here but my beat. kids. Yeah. So
0: I'd walk away from work, from everything. Yeah. I'd be like, eh. and I'd be happy to, to, to go live modestly somewhere and do yeah. nothing. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that to me is L.I.V.I. That to me <laughs> is living right there. I like hearing an RMT that come because you're one of the few people that have, I, maybe the first person that has said, like, yeah, I just. I just go do something else. Yeah, I'd walk away. I'd
2: hand the keys over to the my colleagues cuz they'd be good at it and I know. yeah, keep it going, but I yeah, I'd be out. I've been doing this 22 years. I I'm very fortunate to have been doing it 22 years. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, we'll go from there.
0: Cool. Thanks yeah. for coming. Yeah, yeah, thanks great. for coming. This was my fun. first podcast. <laughs> yeah, this was fun. Lots of fun. We'll have to come check out your clinic.
2: Yeah, please do. Did
0: you want to give out any of your socials so that if anyone wants oh, to yeah. see, they Markham, want
2: to see the progression? Sol- it's Solace Massage Therapy and Markham Massage Therapy on Instagram, and I think Solace Massage Therapy on Facebook. Right yeah, on. We're in Markham Village. Come check us out.
0: You guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone, Purse.